if you if you resorted to getting your hike or your steps in or your mileage in in a carport, you are a special type of sociopath. You, my friend, are a special type. Of, that's a special type of dedication. But it's it's there's definitely a, a I don't know maybe more of a psychopathic element involved there. Which is exactly where I am as we speak. I'm sitting here parked in a carport. I'm in El Dorado County. Or Placer County. One of these counties. I don't know. I'm getting alerts. I'm getting weather alerts. From El Dorado County. It says get the fuck inside. And, uh, but I, I, uh, yes, I have resorted to getting my hikes in, in carports. Multi-leveled carports. Like five-story carports. You go up. You go down, you go up, you go down, you go up, you go down. It's, it's just like it's described. It's just like it sounds. Um, it's a special brand of, uh, psych psychotic that, that does that. I did it to, sh uh, to shelter from the rain, shelter from the rain. And, uh, we are about to get mollywopped here by, uh, another round of storms. It's, uh. It's epic shit, like, I've been kind of a little, I don't know, a little nervous. I had to go down through the causeway down to Davis and uh, past uh, SAC. And um, I wanted to get in and get out. You cross the causeway, because that's all levees. That's all uh, floodplains there. And if those levees go, that's what happened uh, New Year's Eve. Come to find out all those levees around Kasumas River broke. And flooded out. I mean, there's no more Laguna de Balsac. There's no more nudist retreat. It's a lake. The whole place is a lake now. It's fucking unfucking believable. Uh, somebody got trapped in their car. Got washed out. Um. So. So there's supposed to be like the second gnarliest storm in the last decade coming through the Bay Area, and so I got down, and. Got in and out of Elk Grove, raced out to Davis, picked up the platelets, got the hell out of there. That's a, because there's some gnarly, there's about 25 mile an hour winds cutting perpendicular across the causeway between Davis and Sack that I wanted no part of. And, uh, yeah, so I, as I made my way, I'm, now I'm headed up for the, up to the foothills. And, um, and it's starting to, it, you can see it kind of start to bear down, you know, it's like the water is about to break. It's like, it's so mother nature, you know, the water's about to break. It's so, uh, you know, she's, she's getting in birthing stance and she's about ready to deliver, man. You can sense it. Like it's almost tropical. Like I'm looking at my temperature gauge as well. It was as high as 64 degrees, which it never is this time of year. So it's like a tropical, like a calm, calm, warm kind of, you know, you get ready. She's going to bear down. So I decided I'd pull off, pull into this carport here at um, the Red Hawk Casino. And I got out and they're playing like a, what do you call that? Muzak, like a Muzak, not a Muzak version, but like a, a knockoff version of 
Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart, you know? Like the one in the beginning of uh, Old School with the guy singing, Turn around every fucking now and then I get a little bit lonely cause you never come around. Turn around every now and then I get a little bit tired of listening to the sound of my tears. Turn around every now and then I get a little bit terrified to see the fucking look in your eyes. <laughs> I saw it in the theaters with my buddy Jonathan, the born again. We both looked at each other like, did he just say the F word? And sure enough, <laughs> which I always felt that song needed the F word, you know? Every, I fucking every now and then I fall apart. I fucking need you now, tonight. I fucking need you more than ever. <laughs> but now uh, my, uh, so I was, yeah, I was driving through the raindrops, headed up Highway 50 towards Placerville. I pulled off. I actually just had to pee, but I'm just, I'm looking out in this, I'm, uh, this looks like about, I don't know, seven or eight story carport. And yes, yes, I am that psychopath that goes up and down and up and down on my hike. Yeah, I was, that was, I think last week I was out, I thought I could, I thought I could, you know, hike in between the raindrops. No such luck. But I got close enough, I was going to go get the mail at the post office. Duck in and uh, grab our, we got a P.O. box right by this carport. And I just had to duck into the carport. I'm like, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to do this. Up to the first, you know, up to the second level. Third level, fourth level, fifth level, fourth level, third level, second level, first level, second level, third level, fourth level, fifth level, fourth level, third level. Like a fucking... Like a sociopath, you know? Like, what? Like, if there's cameras in that building, which there probably are, there's cameras everywhere now, they're probably like, who is this fucking lunatic? I fucking need you now, tonight. <laughs> but with the rain, with the rain, when the rain comes, might as well be now. When the rain... So with the rain comes mushrooms, and when the mushrooms are here, I've found three more types. I've found the Marasmius albogrisius, grisius, albogrisius, and uh, I told you about the brown that I found, but uh, I also found, well, they it could be it could be either another brown it. They're very similar, or Marasmius albogrisius, but the. Uh, the fourth one, the most recent one I found um, yesterday morning, was it simply gives called poison pie. Like, there's no other indic, you know, like they gives you a brief description, and, and underneath, you know, when you when you narrow it down, it does a little scan of the picture that you take. You, you take a picture of the top, the profile, and then underneath up up into the gills, and then it does a little scan of the of the pic, and, it, and then it tells you what is it, and then underneath it just simply says. Uh, well, like poison pie is a species of bitter poison pie. Hebaloma, right? Also known as fairy cakes. <laughs> I like that word better, fairy cakes. Come here, get you little fairy cakes over here, you little fairy cake and little fairy. And, um, but, it's mo but it's commonly called hebaloma or hebaloma, H-E-B-E-L-O-M-A. Hebaloma, commonly called bitter poison pie. But it, then underneath that it says, attention! cannot be used as any basis for eating or touching any mushroom. 
So I'm just fucking, I'm pawing the shit out of these things, but, um, but it's fascinating. So with the rain, of course, the more and more of these little fuckers are sprouting up, right? And I'm digging it, but, but also it's bringing, uh, a lot of destruction and we're, we're, we're about ready to get another little, another little round, a little, about ready to get molly here. One, one more time, one more time. But, uh. So I, uh, in between, in between my pickups to the centers and so forth, I, of course, I'll duck into bookshops and such. And, uh, I was at a Barnes and Noble, um, yes, yeah, was it yesterday? Yeah, I popped in and I found, uh, in, um, the latest issue of Maxim, which is really just kind of a dirty magazine, let's face it. I mean, let's call it what it is, right? But they had a fascinating article on, um, it was this, it's kind of a, it's called, it's called the uh, Stars du Nord, which is, um, sounds kind of Frenchish. Stars, D-U, du Nord, N-O-R-D. So indicating of the, Nor- of the Nordic region, right? And but it, what it is is it's uh, basically in a remote clearing in Swedish Lapland, which is that sounds fascinating in itself. Near the Arctic Circle, there's nine Michelin-starred chefs um, that race around to various fire pits and makeshift prep stations that they've kind of uh, built and cobbled together on their own, plating rustic-looking delicacies for diners poached. I mean, perched on. Um, Stools cars carved from tree trunks, right? So it's like this back to nature kind of weird Nordic movement. It's like the, again, it's like the Nordic, f- the Nordic food movement won't die, right? It's kind of like the hip thing that's been, that kind of came into prominence, you know, about a decade ago with old Red Zeppi, Rene Red Zeppi, uh, the transplanted Danish Albanian. And uh, but it says here, as I'm reading on, what's remarkable is not only the uh, isolated ma- majesty of the location, but the way that the men and women, gastro- these gastronomic celebrities in their own right, uh, work together on each course. Uh, an all-hands-on-deck approach necessitated by the lack of electricity and kitchen equipment, which is kind of apropos for what's what we're experiencing now like if we lost we did lose power on um new year's eve we're gonna probably lose power again tonight so this is kind of a back to its roots movement uh, by all accounts so it says then uh, the cooking utensils and methods run the gamut from rough hewn to downright medieval so um as the chefs from sweden denmark finland norway and iceland successfully execute a nine-course tasting menu that's been almost a year in the making. For the two-night only, I dig this, two-night only, $700 per person pop-up. So it's a pop-up in the middle of the woods, okay, in the middle of um, Swedish Lapland. So somewhere in some Swedish forest, right, some damp, cold Swedish forest, um, there's a pop-up. And for only... And for a mere $700 per person, per plate, uh, dubbed the Stars du Nord, uh, everything is sourced and foraged within a 120-mile radius 
uh, from the surrounding woods, mountains, and sea. And then prepared only using only traditional methods, which I think is kind of interesting, uh, including fermentation, which is big up there, uh, fresh spring water, and open fire. So all the elements, like there's no Viking ranges, there's no sous vides, there's no, you know, nobody's getting any poached anything. Excusez-moi. Then he goes on to say, um, this guy Torsten Vildegard, formerly of world-famous Noma in Copenhagen, prepared tartare of reindeer heart, dressed with porcini marinade, and topped with fried ants. Yeah, you heard that right. Let me read it again. So he prepared a tartare, which is raw, of reindeer heart, dressed with porcini marinade, and topped with fried ants. Like, what the fuck? So, it's fascinating, you know? And I'm sure the surrounding area is kind of done up, you know? It's kind of, well, I'm sure they... they There are maybe a handful of creature comforts. The lighting, for one. I mean, I'm sure there's modern modern lighting. And... Um, but uh, then this guy, Tommy Tuominen of Finjaval in Helsinki, must be a restaurant, Roast, he made roasted lamb under hot coals for six hours in a deep pit using a Finnish technique, the name of which translates to bandit roast. Like, fascinating. Wow, this is fucking crazy. And then Nikolai Tram of Kanistaforsen, Kanistaforsen, which is a Michelin-starred restaurant, open fire restaurant, housed in an old sawmill, of course it is, in southern Sweden, prepared reindeer meat using a flambadu, 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 I don't know, which is a cone-shaped cast iron tool from the Middle Ages that he made red hot in order to ignite and melt fat, searing the meat in the process. And then finally, just other courses it says featured the likes of fresh cut grass, moss, pine cones, and foraged berries. Chanterelle's another fungi, blah, blah, blah. Which is where the mushrooms come in. And you gotta know, man, I hope that you fuckers have this app that I got, you know, where it says, do not handle this fucking shit. Super poisonous. Super poisonous. You know what I'm saying? Know what I mean? Know what I'm saying? But it's like that, man. It's like that, man. It's Mother Nature bearing down. Like, she's about ready to say, what's this about electricity? What's all this about your modern conveniences? <laughs> and then so, boom, all of a sudden you're back to, you're, you're back to the future. You're, you know, you just, you went back in time because you ain't got no power, biatch. So you got to rely on your foraging techniques, your, 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 your forestry skills, right? You got to. You know, this is kind of, it takes kind of a modernized, maybe a more uh, refined, maybe take on like the doomsday prepping type stuff. Like instead of like having like fucking, you know, six months of canned peaches with fucking, you know, you know, encased in sugar and, you know, having to eat uh, lima beans and shit and shit in cans. Like, um, obviously the notion is, for these motherfuckers to go out and literally you're, you're like, you're, 
you're going to have like candied pine cones. You're going to have fermented pine cones. You're going to eat a fucking pine cone. You're going to eat a fucking pine cone. You're going to pay $700 to do it and you're going to fucking enjoy it. And you could have some funky, you know, like a local wine that's made with like, clump, there's like clumpy stuff probably in it. That's part of its charm, right? Clumpy wine. Why not? And you're fucking loving it. And these people are out there in open fire, you know, and, uh, do it. They're, they're, you know, they're making moss presentable and, ed- and edible. I mean, it better fucking be for $700 a plate. Like, I was telling my lady, so I want to go to this place, Localis, in, uh, on 21st Street downtown. And uh, I said, book it. I said, let's go. Let's see, because they just got their first Michelin star. These are, so these, all these people, obviously, in the forest, running around like a bunch of Cub Scouts, are, are I, it, it would, it would make perfect sense that they're all Michelin star chefs, right? And, uh, so that's why I want to experience, I want to, I want to see what this is like, what, what's a tasting menu like, but I want to start from like a more conventional standpoint. So Localis right there on the uh, edge of 21st street is this guy that, uh, just got his first star, first star. And I, and I sent the link over to my lady and she says, she calls up and she says, uh, it's uh they they have a 12 course tasting menu it's 197 dollars a plate and you got to book you've got a, a prepay so you bet you buy whatever her and i two plates 400 bucks 400 bucks which by all accounts is actually a deal <coughs> oh, oh jesus christ but yeah you're almost getting a half price for like and you get electricity but uh it's still 197 dollars like for per plate but you wanna uh it's it's so intriguing to me you wanna kind of see what now and in my experience like what i've read and heard and listened to about in interviews and whatnot is like like these pop-ups that pop that that show you know like the ones in um that noma put together back in 2014 or 15 in australia and tokyo and then and then in Tulum, Mexico, uh, well, the Sydney and, and Tokyo one were three hundred dollars a plate, three hundred bucks, and that and people and that sold out in like seconds, seconds. Then the motherfucker, according to Jeff Gordonier in the book, he uh, when he had a financial backer pull out at the last minute and to the tune of a million dollars, like a million, like a grand chunk of their money gone. Um. He had to double the price in Tulum, Mexico. Tulum, Mexico now. This is where people are getting their fucking hands cut off by the cartel, right? And this fucker's charging $600 a plate for locally foraged shit that you can just find in your backyard. So what's the, what's the catch? What's the mystery? You know, what's the magic? What's the, what's the uh, alchemy that's going on, right? And they sold out. I mean, not as rapidly as the Sydney and Tokyo one, but... It's fascinating just to create a pop-up, like, in the middle of the forest, right? And on the plate is raw reindeer heart, tartar, right? Just, you know, artistically stacked there for you next to a fermented pine cone, some lawn clippings, some fucking moss, and maybe a, a, a potato, right? Like, whoa. But it leaves you at the end, or it should, or it probably will, by all accounts, 
figuring I should have paid more. That's what comes away from these situations. You know, when you go to like, you talk about like the French Laundry when Thomas Keller was there before he went to Per Se in New York, you know, and it was like three, four hundred three or four hundred dollars, you know, and you get salmon tartare, you get these funky, you know, 12, 15 course menus. And when you're done, you're like, initially, obviously, if you've never been there and this is your first experience, you're probably thinking, fuck, 300 bucks, 300 bucks. But when you're done, when you walk away, you're like, I would have paid more. I, w- I definitely would have paid more. Particularly, you know, he, he sourced his, he had his own uh, garden out there. Boy, it's really getting dark out here. It's getting nasty. This is really, it's a wild shit. Um, but yeah, he sourced his own raw vegetables, uh, which is a lot what, what, what's his name? Dan Barber does. He brings out at Blue Hill, he brings out, you know, like what looks to be like an oversized uh, brush, but the prongs on the brush are literally like prong, like pointed prongs, you know, spaced probably three quarters of an inch apart spanning about eight prongs and on each prong or every other prong there's a a raw radish there's a raw carrot there's a raw like you can taste you know the you can taste the the i mean the real flavor of the squash right and uh so it's you gotta buy in though like you gotta buy in like you you have to abandon all presuppositions right any prejudices you have to you have to kind of invest your sensory you know your 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 senses your you you have to give give yourself over to the experience right it's kind of like mushrooms like literally like you have to give over you have to give in to the mushroom experience right the psychedelic mushrooms you can't fight it you got to let it it's going to do what it's going to do mother nature is going to do what it's going to do right it's going to dictate the situation. So you are now just a passenger, right? You are at the mercy and the vulnerability. You are vulnerable to the setting, right? Like, make no mistake about it. Like, this shit's real, man. Like, like we're about to, we're, we're about to get, we're about to get ragdolled here, I think. That's some, whew. Man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get up to this donor center. I gotta, I gotta quit fucking around. I gotta quit hanging out. I'm just watching. When I was in the, uh, when I was in the carport or the first carport in Roseville, there in downtown in Old Town. That was last, yeah, last week. So it was like, it was kind of in that, you know, that languid, weird week, that malaise between Christmas and New Year's, where, like. Nobody was in the car. There was about three cars in the carport. And you're like, these motherfuckers had to work. You kind of feel a little, you feel a little bad for them, you know? But it's part of that, it's part of that nonsense that we've been sold. Like, you better come in. You better come in. Like, it's all a farce, you know? Like, it's all a farce. Like, you don't, like, those poor saps just had nothing, like, Maybe they had no, mm, there was no flex there. It's like, fuck you, like, fuck you. Like, I'm talking to my, my, um, my, uh, producer daughter. She's out and about 
She's got to go down through Davis and into Vacaville, down the 80 along those uh, those those levyways there. And I'm, uh, you know, she's calling me a little, a little nervous, kind of a little frantic, and they're just stacking her up with prescriptions, loading her up. And I'm like, you know, you can just tell them to fuck off. Like, they get it. We all get, like, you know, there's a, you know, there's a job to do, and then there's like reasonable logic that that has to be kind of uh, interspersed amongst all that right so but these fucking dispatch motherfuckers these bush leaguers these lack it's it's a lack of professionalism is you know they they'll give you five five uh prescriptions of pickups for example so you go to like you got to go to kaiser you go to discharge pharmacy you get you know five people's whatever it is covid medicine or Sometimes it's hospice medicine. Um, and then obviously these people certainly need the stuff. But uh, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you're risking... You're, in a sense, you're kind of risking your own safety for the well-being of another. And that's, that's very admirable, but at the same time, it's like, there's a there's a line you got to draw. So what they do is they stack them up five five deep, four or five deep, and then these assholes will send you a, a text and say update your update your app. When you update it, there's three more jobs. It's like fucking bush league stuff. Like call me like a man. Call me and tell me can you do three more jobs? I understand this is the worst storm that we've had in the last decade, right? But. Uh, but there's a there's a line there, right? So, man, it is getting dark out here. It is getting really dark, really nasty. And uh, you know what's funny though is like I had to go in. I went in. So I'm in this casino and I walk. I'm like, should I even be using these elevators? Like, <laughs> like what if the? I mean, I know they got generators. The hospitals, I, I want to say, have generators. Uh, the blood center where I bring all the stuff to has generators, but the donor centers don't, but the level of kind of fire and brimstone that looks like it's about ready to get dropped on the bridge of our nose here any second, you go in there and the local yokels are just fucking working them one arm bandits in there. Fucking, they don't give a fuck. They're like, I'm down 300 $300. (laughs) <laughs> I was in the elevator with three other people. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know if I should be in here. That sounds a little sketchy, man. But the one guy goes, uh, y'all winning? I didn't say a word. And the other two were like, nah, blur a little down. Like, ugh. Like, what an awful feeling. And then, like, what if you win and, like, the power cuts out? Like, mid-win. Like, they're just tallying up your pennies. Like, you just won $114 in pennies. But... You know, mid-tally, it's like, sorry, man, lost power. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> I guess a free-for-all with these fucking yokels in here. Like, they'll fucking, they'll drop their 64-ouncers and they'll fucking, they'll, they'll shake, they'll shake it, they'll shake it out of somebody, I'm sure. But, uh, whew. It's so wild. It's just like, it's quiet. Like, I don't, I don't hear anything. It's just dark out. 
it's 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 getting there. It's getting close, man. It's about ready to just. It's like you can uh, you can open like like you can zip open the the clouds and it's just gonna start drenching. I'm, uh. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this one. I'm gonna sh- cut this one a little short today. And uh, I'm just gonna brace myself. I got round. I'm probably gonna go round up some candles. And I'm gonna check in on everybody, and uh, and then I'll catch up with y'all on Monday. All right. So if you're in the Sacramento County area, just keep your head on a swivel, stay indoors, and uh, and that's it. That's about it. That's all I got for you today. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. Arrivederci, baby.